Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at www.allamericangold.com and of course the physical delivery of wealth insurance. You know, the thing that's been money not for a hundred years or two hundred years, no, for thousands of years. Matter of fact, it's the only form of money that's never gone to zero. What's happened to all the other forms of money? Oh, that's right. They all go to zero. Uh, but that's why you put it away here and that's why you put it away with us. Uh, I'm joined, uh, with my, my tag team partner, uh, Jason Walker up there in Colorado, the Valley of the Sun. And I hate to do this to you, Jason. It is absolutely gorgeous, uh, here in Arizona. I mean, we're talking high seventies, low eighties. Uh, I know that, uh, you just got done shoveling some snow. Yeah, it's it's cold. It's March. We still get a lot of snow here in March. It's like six degrees, so it's pretty cold. Um, you know, I I don't know if I like Arizona because I do like snow. I just don't like four four months in a row of it. That's all. <laughs> so you just want to break it up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah I get you. Uh, speaking of breaking up, uh, the the Federal Reserve's inflation story. Uh, completely falling apart. Remember that when Jay Paul decided he finally wanted to bury transitory, uh, I, he's going to have to come up with another one. We had CPI come out today, uh, and it was another doozy. So think about this. In January, it was, they admitted to seven and a half percent. February, uh, now they're saying, Jason, the new number is 7.9. So let's just, let's call it 8%. And of course, uh, gasoline prices really didn't start, I mean, they rose, a, they were rising in February. I don't want to act like they weren't rising. But the big jump in gas prices has happened here in March. Uh, I got a funny feeling the March number, uh, what are we going to be looking at? Eight and a half, nine. Uh, Jeff Gunlatch came out the other day, says, don't be surprised to see 10% inflation. And still, listen, they can have a meeting right now. Jay Powell can have a meeting right now and raise rates. Just can't combat inflation nowhere to be found, Jason. That's exactly right, Joe. That's exactly right. And, you know, we, uh, we have this event that we're going to go to on Saturday. And Kevin, Kevin, the guy who was the show that was on before this one, he's, he's going to show up there. And uh, he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to get there a little later than you. Uh, I'm, i got a carpool. I'm not paying for the gas to get down there. <laughs> People are now making decisions around gas, Joe. It's, it's hit that price. Yeah, so uh, just by the way, and again, when how did we get 7.9 or how did we only get 7.9? All having to do with shelter. Uh, the Fed is raising, they've raised it now. They're saying that, that shelter, you know, we're talking about mortgages, rents, home prices. Uh, they're up to about four and a half percent on, on the shelter number, uh, which obviously all of us know there's not, there's not a place in the country where shelter isn't up double digits, uh, and why it is. And remember that why this number is so important. That's over a third of the index. 
so if they were actually being real with the numbers, we would have a number uh, closer, much closer to 20%. Uh, but neither here nor there, Jason. This is the highest number in in 40-plus years. Uh, and unfortunately for, for everybody, the number's only going to get hotter. Yeah, it's interesting, Joe, the way the markets, the volatility, the ups and the downs, uh, even intraday ups and downs, how crazy it is. But it really, I mean, these last few days, it's like gold 2,000, NASDAQ 13,000, S&P 4,200, and Dow 33,000. It's like whoever's pulling the levers, Joe, what are, what are they waiting for? What's getting ready to happen? It seems like a lot of big players are solidifying their positions right now, Joe. Yeah, right now, uh, gold's up 15 bucks here, 2003, 2004, uh, silver's up 50 cents, and again, we still have that big disconnect in silver between London and New York. Uh, silver is at $26.25. The Dow, which gained 600 big points. So yesterday, all this news, there was a big, I got, I do have some good news. I want to give some good news. If, this holds, and I don't know that it will. We may see gas prices level off from here for for at least a minute. Uh, we had a big, big sell-off in crude oil yesterday on news out of the UAE, uh, and the Dow jumped like 600 points. The Dow's now down 400 points. Uh, the the but the it's all about crude oil right now. And, and a lot of misinformation, uh, the e, the UAE's energy minister, the guy that's in charge, all he said was, hey, I, I support OPEC and our OPEC plan. So OPEC, you know, before the beginning of the year, hey, we're going to increase production, which they just did by about 400,000 barrels. They're going to do it again, I want to say in May or June. They, they have a plan. Uh, all as he did was reinforce that plan, but somehow that turned into, hey, OPEC's gonna open the spigots. I don't know. Uh, but it did at least get oil, uh, to pause here. Oil's down about 10 bucks right now. Uh, well, today it's up, but it's off 10, 12 dollars from, uh, where we were yesterday at about 110, 111 dollars a barrel. Uh, but at least unleaded gas future, remember, unleaded gas future were like, were like 380, which still meant we got another 40, 50 cents to go. It's come off of that here, so we're around 330. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, at least for a week, Maybe prices won't go up every single day or every other day, but I can't even guarantee that. Pencil Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Pencil Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker, and man, uh, there's this article on CNBC talking about airfares, uh, and and the airlines can't raise the price. Fast enough. I mean, yesterday I told you diesel here in Arizona, it's like 525, 535. Uh, it's absolutely insane. But, uh, there is, uh, this, this woman, Elizabeth Smith. She's from Spokane, Washington. Uh, six years ago, her family, there was seven of them. So it was her kids, you know, grandma, grandpa. Uh, they went to Disney World. And they wanted to do the trip again. In 2016, she said that they paid 
$350 a ticket. This year, tickets are now over $1,000 a person. And, and, you know, you start doing, I mean, all of a sudden she's like, I got to pay just as much, if not more, for airline tickets uh, than I had to uh, pay for Disney World itself. And, and just to give you an idea of how clueless this administration is, and again, this is what happens when you got a clown in office. So listen, to, this is the Democrats yesterday, and even today now. Uh, they're they're trying to come out and, and say, you know, we're 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 sick of this, sick of these high prices, and, and darn it, we're going to do something about it. And they had they had uh, President Biden come out, and, he, and he's on TV, and and trying to defend his administration because let, let's say we all know they've done absolutely nothing. As far as the energy situation goes, right? They've known for months and months and months and months. And again, I said it, you know what, as soon as the Russian troops were amassing there at the border, obviously, if you knew, which they should have known, that, hey, you know what, we're not giving in. We want Ukraine to be part of NATO. We want Ukraine to be part of the EU. And uh, we don't care what Putin thinks. We could have been getting ready. I mean, how about this? Even, well, you know, I guess if Saudi Arabia and the UAE won't even take his phone call, right? You could have uh, talked to OPEC, right? We could have made plans ahead of time, right? We could have been prepared. They chose not to. And, of course, they're coming out, and, and they still aren't saying drill, drill, drill. Not even now. Matter of fact, here's their, here's their latest thing, Jason. You're, you're not even going to believe this. But the president came out and actually blamed the oil companies here in the United States for not doing more, uh, saying that, uh, you know, this is a time of war. These guys are making a bunch of money. These shale companies choosing not to reinvest massive profits into higher production growth at a time of war is appalling. That was their comment. So so let me get this right, President Biden. These business people who for decades, right, especially in the oil and gas decades, hey, I know how to run a business. Do you think they're deliberately, yeah, that's their plan. Yeah, I don't want to make money, Mr. President. You're right. That That's what's happening. I, I'm not doing it because I don't want to make money. That That's what you think? Every oil company out there right now is doing the best that they can do. Because guess what, Jason, like everything else, hey, I can't drill if I don't have enough experienced drillers. I can't drill if I don't have all the parts and all the equipment necessary to do the drilling, right? I can't drill if there isn't pipelines and other things set up for me to do something with the oil that I'm drilling. But no, the administration, this is our administration right now. They actually think. That, that, that these businesses are deliberately trying not to make money. Well, Joe, and I, uh, I wouldn't 
Me personally, I don't blame just Joe Biden. I mean, when you talk about Russians on the borders of Ukraine, and that's when he should start it. Yeah, that was decades late getting ready. You know, oil is plentiful. There's tons and tons of it. Decades and decades ago, especially during the first oil crisis, uh, people should have been elected when in there's like, look, we're not going to let you have false scarcity anymore. There's plenty of it. There's plenty of it, and let's start producing it in the 70s and 80s, Joe. But but we went in, we went into, uh, into Saudi Arabia. We created the petrodollar, and, uh, and, and in closed-door rooms, they said, hey, uh, you can you can open and close the amount of oil coming in. We won't matter, uh, mess with your oil, but you have to spend dollars. There's the, there's the deal we're going to strike. And so decades and decades ago, this deal was struck. Joe, there, it's false scarcity. There's tons and tons of oil everywhere, but we're, the world is purposely not uh, making enough of it. So an elite class can control the bottom of society. Yeah, and it's not everywhere. There are certain countries that don't have it, right? Uh, yes. India doesn't have it, right? Japan doesn't have it. China doesn't have it. We have it. Yep. There's no reason. Jason's got a great point. I'm just saying, right, if we would have prepared four months ago, we could already be producing 500,000, maybe a million barrels more a day. But to Jason's point, we could we could be pumping out instead of, 10, 11, 12 million barrels. We could be pumping 20 million barrels a day, but but they simply don't want that to be the case. There's no doubt about that. That's correct, Joe. It's a rigged system, and so you know, it all started with our central bank, 1913. Once you once you get these self-interested private corporate guys controlling your money monetary system, you better believe the energy system fell right behind that. The medical system, everything else, Joe, fell right in line over the decades. We should have plenty of oil. We should have plenty of energy. You know, we we have natural gas in this country. I, th- I think I heard some 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 years ago that we have 150 years uh, of of natural gas energy under one patch under the, some of the western states. Just just I mean, tons of tons of energy, Joe. And and uh, well, you know, we can't, we got to make we got to make uh, wage slaves out of all the population. You, the the bottom social stratum, you need to work for us. And the, the way they can do that, I mean, look, I just said Kevin has to, he has to hitch a ride to this event because it's in uh, Keensburg, right? He shouldn't have to do that. He should be able to get $1 a gallon gas and get down there. That's the way it should be, Joe. Yeah, and it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. And what we're paying now, what we're going to be paying, uh, news broke today. Uh, and again, and I said it yesterday, this whole, oh, Ukraine, oh, hey, we're ready to deal. Yeah, uh, trade talks broke down again. There, there's no deal here, uh, there, that, that I see, uh, cause, you know, the Ukraine said, well, we don't want to be a part of NATO, but they still said, well, we're still going to be part of the EU. That's not going to work. Uh, things are, it, it, and Jason's right. It's absolute, there's no reason for it. There is no reason for it. Airlines should be able you know, I remember you could just show up. Remember the days where you just show up at the airport? Just show up. Yep. You could catch a flight to Las Vegas or San Diego or L.A. here for, in Phoenix. They, they flew. Somebody was flying literally. I'm not kidding. Every 30 minutes, you could get on a flight and you just get on. It didn't look like a military. It was like it didn't look. Yeah, like, it was like twenty nine dollars. It, it didn't look like a military checkpoint when you got had to get on. A no, plane. there was no checkpoints, right? And, and again, you know what? I, I, I growing up, and I, and I love to go back, you know, because uh, I grew up in Syracuse, as all of you know. Still a big Syracuse fan. 
my mom and my youngest brother still live there. Uh, but $5. We'd get, you know, go to get gas. My mom and her 1977 Chevy Malibu. Thing was like a tank, you know. Five bucks. Like, unless, I mean, unless it was dead empty, right? Five bucks filled it up. Gas was like, I don't even know, like 30 cents, something ridiculous like that. And, and now we're sitting here and, and, and like to, to Jason's point, people are talking about I gotta get a ride. I gotta, I, 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 I can't, you know, oh, you guys wanna go golf? Well, where, oh no, that's too far. I, I can't afford it, right? And, and these are now, I mean, think about it today. I've gotta get gas today. And I are, no, that's gonna be $70 for me to fill up my car. Uh, when it used to be five bucks, Jason. Some of these people that went out and bought these big SUVs and trucks recently, Joe, that don't actually need a truck or an SUV, they're now having to spend two work days out of their month to fill their tank. Can you imagine that? You're, if you look, if you you make your money versus your time, and if you're earning a certain amount of money, two days of your you know you work you know twenty days, twenty two days out of the month, and two of those days goes to filling your tank once. That's pretty bad, Joe. That's lower standard of living. Yeah, exactly right. And how many people can afford to only have to fill up their tank once in a month, right? Most people, uh, you're filling it up, uh, you know, probably about three times. Some people, it's even farther depending on, on where they live. Some people are lucky. They don't have to commute that far and only got to fill it up a couple times. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you right now, my wife used to have this Escalade, uh, and it was the big one and it was like a 28 gallon, uh, tank. I, I'm so glad we don't have that. I couldn't even imagine, you know, the credit card at the pub. Remember the credit card? You used to only could put 75 bucks in, you know, because they're like, okay, you know, it's gas. You know, the, 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 you never need that much gas, right? You, you couldn't even get half a tank for that. Right. And, and Joe Biden with his uh, policies of making sure that we're not going to bring any new oil out of the ground here in, in America, at least on federal lands. Uh, he's he's almost doing the same thing during coronavirus. He's, he's almost imposing shutdowns. Because let's face it, when coronavirus happened, oh, let's shut down the economy, right? Well, when the oil prices get up to $6 a gallon, there's going to be a lot of people deciding I'm not going anywhere. Oh, it's, it's hey, we already tried this work-at-home thing. I'm going to start working at home. It's going to be cheaper. It's it's almost like 2020 was just a, uh, a rehearsal for this inflation we're head, ha- heading into, Joe. Yeah, okay, uh, here we go. We got, got, uh, some breaking news here. Uh, Russia today has put out a list of items that they are no longer going to send to what they, uh, determine not friendly countries, uh, which is, you know, the United States, Europe. Uh, Russia has decided to suspend all fertilizer exports, uh, already food prices at all time. Uh, record highs. This is going to add to that, uh, fertilizer markets now deteriorating, uh, they're surging higher. Uh, China has come out and here's the big part. So we knew, I knew this list was coming, uh, but China has come out and, and said that, uh, they are warning, uh, that the, for the United States and its colleagues not to retaliate uh against this list of course you know all you know russia's like well you're suspending our stuff 
uh, we're going to suspend all of these things. Uh, I think fertilizer probably the biggest piece of all of this. Uh, and, and again, when we're talking about inflation at 8%, we know March number, uh, we're probably going to be looking at 9%. Uh, this thing once again continuing to get worse. Uh, Beijing says that, uh, the, and I'll just give you their spokesman was quoted earlier today saying Beijing will retaliate with a serious response if the United States hits sanctions on China over Ukraine. Uh, so, uh, the threats are back. Remember, uh, the State Department, I, what was it last Friday? Uh, was threatening China, uh, China now saying, uh, hey, any type of action against China is going to be met with a serious response. And I think that's just going to put a lot, even more pressure, uh, on all of the commodities complex. If, if America and, and the, and the European nations do any kind of sanctions on China, or China back the other way, then that's that'll that'll that's clear cut battle lines being drawn. That yeah means China and Russia are, will be in bed together for for good, Joe. For good. Yeah. Then uh, the the Dow now down four seventy. Uh oh. I got news on another major bank now saying, hey, we may have a problem with our exposure to Russia. I'll tell you who that is next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and and we've been talking, you know, everybody, somebody's always on the other side of the trade, right? We've been talking about that, uh, uh, the the zinc blowout, uh, the there was a major uh, a Chinese billionaire there. Now, of course, he or an out zinc uh, nickel. I'm sorry. Well, his company was the largest producer of nickel in the world. And like I said, same, very similar to Peabody and coal. Uh, when you own that, you tend to go short. That's just what you do because you're, you're worried about prices falling below what it costs you to produce. And that way, if you have, sh- if you're short, you can make up, you know, you can make money, uh, to cover, you, you, so you, you don't go out of business or you don't lose money. Well, when it goes the other way, you get wiped out. Uh, J.P. Morgan uh, has stepped in uh, along with the London Metals Exchange. And, and, and it's scary because essentially the London Metals Exchange broke their own rules. And we see these Wall Street banks do it over and over and over again uh, to, to per, you know, quote-unquote, protect the system. Uh, because what, what, what happened, remember, uh, nickel got to a hundred thousand dollars a metric ton. By the way, that nickel market's still not open. They're waiting for tomorrow. But what they did is they walked back all the trades from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand. So just imagine you, if you were on the right side of the nickel trade, right? They essentially said, ah, too bad, doesn't count. Uh, now JP Morgan's gonna set up some big loan. Uh, remember Peabody got a loan from Goldman Sachs at 10%, uh, to fix these things. Uh, but we, we know Citigroup has exposure, the most exposure in Russia. They have the biggest footprint in Russia. But now it looks like Deutsche Bank, uh, Deutsche Bank, the large German bank. Uh, their, their stock is down 38%. Uh, 
since February 10th. And people are starting to speculate that Deutsche Bank is going to be another one of these banks with exposure to Russia. Now, the problem is Deutsche Bank's balance sheet isn't nearly as good as Citigroup's balance sheet. Uh, Deutsche just came out with an announcement about in the last 15 minutes and, and saying that their exposure to Russia and Ukraine is limited, and and they said it's limited because they securitized it all. Of course, these are these derivatives, these dark pools, which we learned really don't mean anything. Uh, but here's the funny thing: in their in their release, they're saying that that the offshore loans to counterparties with a Russian connection by wealth management businesses were collateralized, and the collateral isn't linked to Russia. I have no idea what that means. I mean, I, I don't know how you could collateralize uh, uh, something with connected to Russia and collateralize it with non-Russian. Uh, but again, this is what they're doing. Think about that. Let, let's just take this at face value. Hey, we lent Russia money. And, and it doesn't mean the, the necessarily the government, right? The Russian companies, whatever it may be, but they collateralized it with other things that don't have to do with Russia. Now they don't say who who is it with, right? And and I guess now all of a sudden, not only did you jeopardize the Russian part, but now wherever these other loans sit, Jason. If the world goes into recession, which right now looks like a very likely scenario, all of a sudden now the Russian part of this this collateralization goes bad. Other other parts and other places of the world go bad, and all now we got a bigger problem, don't we? That's right, Joe. I, I like the way that you said that uh, breaking the rules. You know, I, I heard the uh, the key phrase breaking the rules because you know you know that, uh, that there are those that want to break the rules for their own uh, gain, and and this is why it's so hard to uh, to, to demonize Russia and Putin. I mean, I've I've said this quote a couple times, Joe, but you just basically said what this is a quote from Putin over a year ago. He says we used to behave naively because Russia got put into this banking system right after the wall came down. We used to behave naively in this new system, but now we see that the WTO, the World Trade Organization, it doesn't matter what organization, you can just, whatever, the rules are too often broken. The restrictions are imposed for political reasons, which they call sanctions. Plus, more and more of them are imposed to secure its favorite competitive advantages. It's kind of hard to demonize somebody that's just calling it the way it is, Joe. Yeah, these are things that that are making it really, really difficult uh, to understand here as we're watching uh, all of the markets play out. And, and we know, listen, we're not as naive uh, to the Russian conference. We're not as naive anymore, right? We, we, we learned about all of this securitization. We learned how risky these big mega banks were during the financial crisis. And remember, you know, the funny part is we had regulations against these mega banks for decades but our central bank 
wanted to get rid of those rules. Why? Because we can have more control. And all of a sudden, uh, during the 80s and the 90s, they got rid of all of these regulations. Now, now, these regulations, when were they put in place? Well, they were put in place after we had to close all the banks in 1933. Because they're like, oh, I see here. I see the problem. Uh, we had all these mega banks and all this stuff. So let's, let's make, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. And all of those stayed in existence, uh, pretty much until the mid nineties. And then Alan Greenspan's Federal Reserve started rolling them all back. And now we've got all of this horrible exposure. And there's no doubt. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Russia's defaulting on their debt. Ukraine's defaulting on their debt. How many different other companies are going to be defaulting on their debt? And, and the, the, the chance of systemic risk is, is as great as it's been since the financial crisis, Jason. Right. And, you know, if you want to break it down kind of simply, we've seen what's happening now in, in a version before. Uh, the Ponzi scheme that is the Federal Reserve uh, system was was having weakness in the 70s. You know, all these other countries, they want to go get, uh, re, re, go get their gold. They want, hey, America, we want our gold back. Uh-oh, the Ponzi scheme's looking weak. we got to figure something out. Uh, let's do inflation. Let's do oil. And we'll control this whole thing again. It's the same thing right now, Joe. We're at the, it's a weak part of the Ponzi scheme. Here comes oil. Here comes inflation. Snap these people back into control, right? Absolutely. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. I got, I still have B-U-C-U. These are the $20 gold pieces from yesterday. And, and B-U-C-U just means, hey, these are, the, is, doesn't get any nicer. Uh, and then the next step is to be uh, have it be graded, and a lot of these could be graded, uh, but the cost to grade them just isn't really worth it. Uh, they're twenty two ninety five. That is the cheapest twenty dollar gold I have. I actually have some circulated twenties. I got about twenty of those, but they're more expensive. Uh, they're at twenty three twenty five again. Uh, gold's up fifteen here. Uh, you know, yesterday, uh, they threw a price increase the second that gold got to $2,010. So I'm sure they're probably going to try to do it again. They rolled it back today. Uh, but right now, gold's at 2003 Uh, $20 gold. These are very high, high ungraded, the highest ungraded coins you can get. The brilliant uncirculated or choice uncirculated at Two thousand two hundred and ninety-five dollars. Uh, every, I'll, I'll just tell you, there's been a, there's a huge gold show in Colorado Springs, and and Jason, just like everything else, there's just not a lot out there. Hey, the physical, I lost yeah, it. yeah, uh, the physical market uh, is is just not as as uh, as plentiful as as maybe those paper guys will uh, let you think, right, Joe? Yeah, and that's really the hard part when we're when we're dealing with all this stuff. I get it, right? They they have a vested interest in wanting the central banks to get out of this mess. 
They're in a corner. They've been in a corner. It didn't matter what the event was. It just happens to be Russia and Ukraine. Probably, you know, when you think about it, more, one of the worst things that could have happened, right? But it really didn't matter. Uh, crude oil was going here without, it just did it faster, right? That, that's all that really happened is, uh, essentially the price of gas in about 30 days went up a dollar a gallon. And, and again, I've been saying it now for months. I, there's, there's absolutely a way out of this. And I already know what it's going to be. And so do you. Whether you want to admit it right now or not, that's up to you. That's demand destruction. Period. What we're going to see is high, uh, a, a really a stagflationary cycle which means the economy is slowing, probably going to go into a recession. Uh, the Russia thing definitely speeds up this timeline. Well, we have inflation running red hot. The central bank still, they still haven't raised rates. Now they're going to at the, you know, what, in 10 days or whatever it is. A quarter of a point. Think about that. A quarter of a point. They won't have another meeting until May. We're going to get the March inflation data out in April. That's going to be somewhere between, let's say, 85 to 10%. And we're going to have interest rates at 25 basis points. That math doesn't hunt on their on their numbers, Joe. Uh, it just went up. The inflation just went up a half a percent from last month, and they haven't just even done a, a month. They haven't even done a quarter. Just percent. in a month, they haven't even done a quarter percent. And, and and the funny part is, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about inflation may go up a whole percent next month, and they still haven't acted. And again, because they know they and, and, and let's just why wouldn't they? Why why wouldn't they? And the answer is simple. They know they can't. That means they know a major recession is coming, and they know, and the problem is that's the banking system. It's going to collapse again. That's why they're racing to get this digital currency. They, this is the playbook. This is the plan. And all of you sit in there, and again, I don't care. You know, you want to leave your money in the bank and, and risk it during this collapse? That's on you. I mean, this is what is going to happen, period. They're going to raise rates in in March. They're going to do it again in May, and they're going to do it again in, in at the end of June or early July. And, and my guess is before we get to winter, the United States is more than likely already going to be in a recession and the Fed is going to have to stop and inflation's gonna, you know, they're gonna try to, uh, let inflation run even hotter to keep us out of this recessionary cycle. And that's why it's a stagflationary event until the whole thing collapses into a massive 
deflationary event. Uh, and Jason, I think that's what we're setting ourselves up for. And then the solution's going to be, right, Jason, the digital dollar. Yeah, digital currencies and less freedoms and a lower standard of living. It will be the future. Uh, and, uh, Joe, there's not a decade since the 50s in America where standard of living hasn't dropped. I mean, you, you can you could talk about the '80s being being a, a kind of an uptick, but that was just a lot of extra. You know, that's where the big spending just started kicking in with with low debt compared to now. You know, Reagan took us to the first trillion debt, so all that extra spending the '80s kind of looked like a an uptick in standard of living. But Joe, it did, it it really wasn't. You know, we've just had a lower standard of living decade after decade after decade. And now it's being given to the Chinese, and the Chinese's standard of living has been going up every decade, Joe. Yeah, that's been the trade-off, really. And when we look at it, we've had these instances where we have a big drop-down, right? And, and we're seeing that middle class getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And and I think we're getting ready for another major drop out of the middle class uh, with during this stagflationary into a deflationary cycle. It's going to be massive. I think that's going to be the biggest wipeout yet. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, the BUCU $20 gold pieces, $22.95. Gold's up 14, 2002, 2003. Silver's up 40 cents, 2617. The Dow's down, uh, 400 plus points. Uh, the news out of the day, uh, peace talks once again went nowhere. Uh, conflicting, I guess, reports as to whether or not, uh, the, uh, the AUE, uh, is actually, uh, going to increase oil production or not. Uh, and then the big news of the day, inflation came in, uh, even hotter than expected, uh, rising another, uh, to 7.9%. Uh, everyone's looking for a number between Eight and a half to nine, nine and a half percent on the next inflation read at the beginning of April. Uh, and Jason, uh, the Biden administration letting you know that, uh, not only is it the Russians fault, uh, but, uh, the, the shale drillers, uh, they're just being shameful, uh, and not drilling on purpose. Joey said it before Russia even entered Ukraine, you know, uh, February or even January, really, for that matter. We, we said that if this thing happens, Biden was going to tell everybody that, well, we're all just going to have to suffer a little bit. We're all going to have to chip in and, you know, and we're going to do it for Ukraine. That, oh, we got to, man, we got to do it for Ukraine, Joe. And then here it is. You know, that's, that's what that's, it's the whole news cycle now. We got to do it for Ukraine. We got to, we got to take one on the chin. Yes. What has, what has Ukraine done for you? Right. Yes. That's that's going to be. Uh, ask not what you can do for Ukraine, but what Ukraine can do for you. And I can tell you what Ukraine's going to do for us. Uh, yeah, we're going to have uh, even hotter inflation. I mean, this really, when you think about it, this is going to add uh, multiple points to the inflation number. Uh, and again, it just sets us up for a a. Uh, a much harder, more dangerous path. Uh, it accelerates uh, the timeline uh, for the digital currency. Really, that, I think the biggest thing is this is going to happen 
uh, a lot sooner than most people, myself included. I was hoping that uh, we'd at least get towards the end of the uh, Biden administration. And now, Jason, I don't, I don't think we get to 2024 without it. I think you're right. I think you're right. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if uh, the Fed actually starts to to, to do the, the rate hikes and these other things, Joe. But I, uh, you're right. I think I think. I just it, it it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, we don't know how far it's going to go yet. I guess, Joe. I guess how far will the inflation go? How far will this stuff go? That's that's the question that really needs to be asked. Yeah, that's the and when we obviously don't have that answer. I, I think this is going to be you know we're we're really uh, going to be living in a headline driven world here. Uh, the you know the whole market you know one day is going to be elated on news that maybe there's. Uh, someone's gonna, uh, make oil or some, you know, possible peace talks, and then the next day it all falls apart. Uh, then, you know, then, then a couple of days later there's more optimism and then it falls apart. Uh, but the, the, the realities are, out, forget about all the headlines. The damage that is being done outside of that, uh, is massive. We've never seen this on a global scale, uh, ever. Uh, as far as all the banning and all this stuff, you go back and we did this show yesterday. You know, uh, World War II and how uh, they squeezed Japan into uh, attacking us and things of that nature. It's it's these vicious cycles that seem to play out all the time. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 